I don't think we met before, but I'm the referee on this field. Leinster could offer me five mil a year, I wouldn't go. It's <laughs> coming on! Robbie, Robbie, weekly. Hey folks, it's Gavin Casey here recording live from Tolo RFC where we've just finished our event with Sean O'Brien looking ahead to Ireland versus France. It was brought to you in association with Irish Hereford Prime and Unpost Money. Here are a couple of clips. The full chat is available for the 42 members and it's members.the42.ie if you want to sign up there and listen to about an hour and a half of what you're about to hear from Shawnee, Bernard Jackman, Murray Kinsella and myself. Enjoy the game, enjoy your weekends. Catch you soon. I still think when you look at who who's missing now and who who is out injured, you still have a very good team for this weekend. Yeah. The one thing I would fear is exactly what Burchett said there is that that France pattern where they pick up from a rook just singly, go one way, come back to the other. Ireland's Ireland's breakdown and Ireland's uh, defence around the rook it has to be locked tight this week and it has to be set so early and so fast. And then the other big thing is. Just with big bodies, we have to go and meet them, not the other way around, because it's just, you know, it doesn't it doesn't work like. Mm. You know, it doesn't matter if I'm 20 stone weight, if I'm someone 20 stone that's on top of me already running the pace, I'm losing the collision. Mm. So we need to get off the line and go and meet them boys this week and just like really stop them as much as we can behind the gain line. Um, Intermac, incredibly dangerous and DuPont, that access is going to be vital. The one thing I don't like about him is, is his work rate when, when things, when he has to go backwards. Or if he's chasing something, you know, he's he's nice and showy there, but when you get stuck into him, what's he about? Um, but the one thing I think Ireland have really gone from this week is that they had um, a good test game last week. France at the at the where you want to be hitting at international level, the eighty five plus meters a minute, that type of thing, they didn't get anywhere near that in Italy game. Mm. So are they going to be a little bit undercooked? Yeah, they're going to be fired up at the start of it. Will there be? Will there be? Will, ha, did they have enough of a hard game last week to lead them into this game and live with Ireland's speed and intensity? That, I think that's going to be the question at the start of it. Yeah, and that's interesting because I read Gail Fiku <coughs> saying that they actually they flogged themselves in camp before the Italy game, thinking that they'd peak for the Ireland game. I'm not sure he's just saying that now because they've taken a bit of pressure. W- would that make sense as a strategy for them to yeah. load before the Italy game and then be? Yeah, yeah, it would. Like you, it goes. You, you plan it. You download. You up. And if they think they can win in Italy away with a bonus point, and they want to peak against Ireland, yeah, you could do that. You know what I mean? Like their their SSC coach is, is very good. He's very switched on. They're way more scientific th- than they were. You know, um, and it is possible they, they did that. But it's still it's a six day turnaround. It's a travel week. Yeah. It's a it's a messy. It's a it's a dangerous one to get right. I would say teams are more likely to try and peak. You know. Second, second round of the World Cup and, and you plan your preseason for that rather than trying to say you're going to peak six days later it's a, it's a bit rich I'd say. and I want to start the second half actually Sean by just asking you about your venture into coaching something you touched upon doing down here throughout the years but I was equally interested in like the idea of coaching say um, at a club like Tolo and even where when you were with uh, Ross, uh, Rosslyn Park in that one in England and, and kind of that duality between coaching people who maybe not all want to get to the level that you were even playing at while you were coaching and trying to find that balance. How did you navigate that process? Yeah, it's probably, the balance of it is, is tough because, um, uh, like, let's say, i give you an example. A few weeks ago here, <coughs> uh, I lost a head here training one night with the, with the boys just because of 
the way they had trained and, and played the week before was like was was what we planned for instance and then the following week came and it was like just such a, a different outfit out there and then we played badly and I actually said to Morris the, co the coach here I said to Morris we're not going to win this weekend and he goes why do you think that and I said I just know by looking at the lads I know how they feel I know how the when you see them out there you just know like there's not going to be a performance so I kind of gave them a bit of a a chawn on the Tuesday night out here before training and a few lads contacted me afterwards and said look you like thought it was a bit harsh or whatever and then I said uh, as in some of the players contacted yeah, you yeah, yeah now at the start of the year for instance I would say that's, we, we'd usually have our video here I'd say at the start of the year even when I was training with them first when I was hoping to play like this year I said like I said we're in this room here together I said it's like an open forum so if you want to have a crack at me about something I said have a crack by all means I said but make sure you have facts to back it up like and I said I'd have the same if I'm having a crack off you about something so like that's I thought it was great that they actually did contact me and say, look, we thought it was a bit negative. Um, <coughs> you know, certain lads are missing bits and pieces like that. And um, I thought, I reflected on it afterwards and then I was like, you know what, yeah, I probably did um, go a bit too on the harsh side. But it's probably coming, it's probably coming from a good place. Um, like Birch talked there about the Towns Cup, for instance. Uh, like the year we won it, to see like grown men in the club crying. Uh, lads who have soldiered here for 30, 40 years. Um, even one fella got so excited, John Bulger, he broke his leg. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, jumping down off the bank. Um, so, I suppose when you're invested in something for so long, like anything, it doesn't matter if it's whatever it is in life, I think the emotional side of it is always, is, is there's a fine line between striking the balance of you know what's expected and what's not so I know that the lads are working every day I know the lads are um, coming here let's say this week three, three evenings a week and up three evenings a week and then a Sunday to play so it's a lot of sacrifice for for just to be in their club like mm. so that's grand but then on the flip side of that I also know the talent we have mm. and that excites me a lot and when we plan something during the week as a group of coaches and it comes off the weekend and the boys execute it and we go out and put in a big performance like that's the, that's the kick that's the satisfaction and it's also the understanding from their point of view of actually well this works like yeah um, it's when they go off script <laughs> <laughs> it's where I find it very frustrating because I always say to them if we if I if we give you a plan and it doesn't work that's on me mm. And I'll, I'll readjust then and see what's fit to change, etc., etc. So that balance has been a love-hate relationship probably in my head, I suppose, since I, was, I started coaching here when I was 18, uh, 19. Um, so I'm coaching here bits and pieces uh, probably every year since then, uh, help out with all the teams as much as I can. Um, even actually, <laughs> it was funny, last night I was kind of caught up with a few things at home and I had a bit of admin to do, and then I wanted to go. Um, I wanted to go shooting yesterday evening, and I was meant to coach the the ladies team last night, which my sister's on. And she rings me at quarter to seven, going, "Why aren't you coaching this night?" And I said, "Look, Alex, I have a lot on. I said I'm, you know, one night a week off away from the rugby club, blah blah blah." And she gave it to me down the phone. <laughs> 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 I said. 
I said, well, I'm not over you. Like I said, I just give you a hand when like you're stuck. And she goes, you said you were going to coach us during the week and now you're not coaching us. Blah, blah, blah. So I suppose I get it from her point of view as well because they just, I'm part, probably the part of the furniture around here now at this stage. So that's just the way it is. But um, the coaching element has always interested me. Um, and over the years then, the coaches I've had, like said Joe and uh, Stuart and Leo and all them, they've uh, like pushed me towards doing it at a, at a higher level. So this year, obviously, first year in, five months into it now, um, enjoying it, learning so, so much about like the overall picture and, and the, the breakdown of how it works then right down um, and what it's all about basically. But there's one thing I, did, I have realised is that um, in coaching at that level, it, it's twice the hours of playing. Right. Um, and it's probably something that I'm going to have to have a good, hard think about in terms of do I want to give all my life to coaching? Do I want to give all my life just to that thing? It's only like what I said earlier between the farm and everything else. I'd like to have the bits and pieces that I have because I like doing that and I, I enjoy it. Do I want to give up something in order to coach at a, let's say, a head coach role or, uh, you know, that type of thing? I'm not sure yet. Mm. And that's where I suppose the coaching road will will take me in the next year or two. But um, it's a lot of work. I see Stuart, I see Leo. Uh, like, I've often tried to beat them into the office, like, no way would you get in before. <laughs> like, I leave, I leave Tolo at, f <coughs> at 5 to 5, I'm there at 6 o'clock in UCD, I, I usually train myself for 35, 40 minutes. They're already there, they're already there. I was in the, one morning I said, right, I'll go in at half five. Leo was already in the office. Go away. <laughs> I don't think we've met before, but I'm the referee on this field. Leinster could offer me five mil a year, I wouldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Robbie weekly. Then the first pass. Oh, 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 oh